High School Slumber Party is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Welcome back to High School Slumber Party Christmas Party. As you can see from the mess, we had a pretty good time. We had a fantastic Christmas up here in the mountains. Hope you did too. And hope you had a Merry Christmas. I sincerely hope that, to those of you celebrating, that is. And thanks for coming back to the podcast, where me and some friends look back at our teenage years through the lens of some iconic high school-centric films. I'm Brian Rodriguez, and the after-Christmas party is at my rented Mountain Cottage. But first, let's catch up on your homework. This was your assignment. I would like to see the results. God, I'm going to miss this cabin. I'm going to miss this crackling fire. I'm going to miss the snowscape. Thank God that storm's over. But, you know, it's so rustic. Unfortunately, or fortunately, we have to go back to school next week. But this week, well, this week is part two of our special Christmas special, our high school slumber party Christmas party, where we talked with Joey Lewandowski and Michael Manzi, the co-founders of the Cage Club Podcast Network, about a film called, and I still think it's in the theaters, but you can probably catch it on VOD soon, I hope, but a film called Anna and the Apocalypse, which is like a slasher horror Christmas musical I believe the first and only of its kind. I like it. I think it's pretty awesome. The guys kind of vary in opinion, but we all suggest you watch it. But anyway, anyway, definitely, definitely listen to the pre-recorded interview with them from last week. This is part two, so you know what that means. Your homework was A, to watch Anna and the Apocalypse, and B, maybe more importantly, <coughs> hello, to listen to part one of the podcast. What are you doing here if you didn't listen to part one? You're what the French call les incompetents. What? Part one was great. Not only did we break down Anna the Apocalypse, but there was a couple fun Christmas surprises. My good friend, Kyle Reinfried of the Cage Club Podcast Network, of Foodie Films, of P.S. I Love Hoffman, of P.S. I Still Love Hoffman, he stopped by, and, you know, we had a little, little fun musical moment. You want to check that out for sure. Hmm. I thought everyone was on the slopes. I wonder who this could be. 
Hey, Kyle, you came back. It's Kyle Rondry to Foodie Films, everyone. I told you I would. How was your Christmas? It was fantastic. I'm, you know, just cleaning up now, just recovering, but feel good. I'm excited about the new year. I have to ask, how was the food at your holiday? Oh, it was great. You know, I had, I had a little uh, party, and then obviously with my family, my grandmother and my mother both have great food traditions, so it's always special this time of year and having those uh, specific dishes. Well, what were the dishes? Oh, well, uh, my grandmother, the uh, you know, Norma Brudameso Reinfried, with her, you know, Italian heritage and, heritage and marri- marrying into a German family, she made some chicken parm and spinach raviolis and uh, mm. uh, eggplant parm and dessert, always cheesecake and uh, these amazing, my favorite dessert of all time is cream puffs. And, uh, you know, and Christmas Day is more simple, but it's just good old ham, jamon, and uh, mac and cheese, potatoes, sweet potatoes with marshmallows. I think I'm going to have to make some leftovers after we speak, you know, so. Mm, that sounds good. Now, you're a man with who I feel like has strict rules about this. <clears throat> mm-hmm. What's the preferable way to obtain mozzarella cheese in your mind? So, mozzarella, uh, you know, I, I feel like there's so many different variations of it. Like, obviously, as a kid, I feel like we're introduced to it by, like, string cheese. Yeah. Uh, and then there's, like, like you said, then, like, even the kind that you can get in a deli, the slice that you put on the sandwich, not like an Italian sandwich. And then there's even, you know, yeah, yeah just like that regular kind. But, uh, I mean, now where I live in Jersey and just the Italian delis around here, you can just get the freshest of the fresh mozzarella. So you go, you go to that deli and you get it, you try to get it the day of because it can sit out all day long because it was just that freshly made. Sprinkle a little bit of salt on it. And, uh, yeah, that's the way you do it. I, I feel like you're definitely a, a fresh mozzarella guy. Oh, yeah. I mean, put it on a sandwich or just even have it by itself. Or, obviously, you know, you can put some roasted red pepper, some tomato, some balsamic. And mm. uh, it's fantastic. You mentioned the Italian food, and it just came to my mind. So I had to ask. Yes, of course. Oh, by the way, on Foodie Films, did you have a Christmas movie this week? So, unlike Thanksgiving, where, you, you know, we try, or actually, no, for me, it was more around Halloween, where everyone on the network was doing these, uh, you know, horror movies and stuff like that. Uh, Christmas movie, there was no, as far as my guidelines for movies, no real food Christmas movies, but so many great food scenes. So, the past couple of episodes, we did, you know, specific uh, Christmas food scenes for the special, you know, uh, famous food scene segment. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah we, as I mentioned a million times, we didn't have too many uh, picks here to go from uh, High School Slumber Party. Some genres have a lot of Christmas films, and some have none. So it's really uneven. I feel like Halloween films and like kind of go across the board a little bit. Thanksgiving films for you are obviously like the big deal. But Christmas yes. films, just it's more about the scenes. So what film did you have for Christmas week then? We uh, had uh, the Home Alone pizza scene. So you know, you know, every—I mean, you've been on the show every episode uh, for the famous food scene. I have uh, uh, my guest pick it randomly out of a hat. So there was a bunch of scenes. Uh, the others was like the the train ride scene in the Polar Express with the hot chocolates. 
Um, oh yeah. I, cur I currently, you know, I, f I forget the others, but there was a you know a wide variety, and she randomly selected the uh, Home Alone pizza scene. And while that's not the happiest of holiday memories, that movie does have a happy ending and family <laughs> together. So even though Kevin was quote unquote a little jerk, uh, you know, he, he he did eat some cheese pizza in that movie. I was just watching Home Alone two today. I noticed that Fuller. In Home Alone 2, drinks Coke, but in Home Alone 1, drinks Pepsi. You know what? I think as children, we possibly enjoyed Pepsi more. Now, as an adult, at least I enjoy Coke more. Yeah. Coca-Cola. <laughs> Pepsi's of the younger generation, right? Yes. <laughs> the choice of a new generation. <laughs> but I think it's like I think it's interesting. I guess they switch sponsors between... I guess so. <laughs> um, and then what... Sorry, what movie did you do? Um, and for... Well, you know, because it was the Wednesday before... That that was my big fat Greek wedding. So just oh, yes, more family. Yes. So it might not be holiday, but it embodies what the holidays and Christmas is about, getting together with family. So a very enjoyable, huge, huge hit. And then what was this week's episode? This week's <laughs> episode um, was uh, simply irresistible, which is very resistible. To <laughs> but please listen to the episode. Yeah, I'm sure it's a great episode. I did listen to the one on my big fat Greek wedding, and I plan to listen to Simply Irresistible, because, honestly, I've watched my big fat Greek wedding. I saw it in the theaters. I've seen it many times. I have not seen Simply Irresistible, so I need to... Well, maybe not, but I need to definitely well, catch up and see what that film's all about. If you like magical crabs and random dance sequences and a subplot uh, about a paper airplane, maybe you'll, uh, you know be head over heels like Sarah Michelle Gellar in that movie. Honestly, it sounds right up our alley, so <laughs> I'm kind of interested now. Oh, how could I forget? I have a gift for you. One oh, second. yeah. Yeah. Here you go. Open it, please. please. It's oh, thank you. Well, I love the wrapping paper. There are uh, dogs on here, and uh, we both love our canine canines. Friends. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, look at that. We said canine at the same time. Look at this. Ooh, it's a pop. Wow, this is awesome. And how special is this? So it is a uh, a pop. You know, like what the what a Funko Pops, right? Yeah, That's Funko like pop. the full name yeah. for them. And it is Prince Akeem in the uniform. Because you know, they. I mean, right? They make so many different versions of every character's Prince Akeem uh, from Coming to America. And he's in his uh, McDowell's uniform. McDowell's with the what, what would you what, what what do we want to call that? What is it a beret or it's, it's more I don't know. Scottish, it's like a hat. Yeah, yeah, like Scottish a, a tam. Like I yeah. believe they're called. <laughs> and he's got the mop and everything. And you know, next maybe uh, he'll do lettuce and then move up to fries. <laughs> yes, and it's to co commemorate my first guest appearance. Y yes, on your show, Foodie Films, which we talked exactly. about. Exactly, coming to America. That's, that's the extra special uh, part of it. That it, uh, I'll always think of that episode and you, the first episode again that you guessed it on in my solo outing uh, podcast. So. Wow, this is... I love it. I know you're not a Funko Pop guy, per se, but, but maybe you can start a Funko Pop uh, foodie films collection, if there's any more, I don't know. Yeah, I would, I, I'll, I'll have to look into it, I know. And th I remember, you know, there's always ones every once in a while that I'm like, oh, that would be cool to... Like, even though, like you said, I don't collect them. I'm like, uh, our, both, of, both of us have had Chris Carroll on, and he, I know he loves them. Oh, yeah. But, um... 
but you know, there's ones every once in a while. I remember seeing, you know, there's Marv and Harry from Home Alone. Speaking of Home Alone, that's I'm cool. Like, oh, that's really cool. And then there's like the Jeff Goldblum, like the, t- you know, open shirt Jeff Goldblum from Jurassic Park. One exists. There's a couple of. Even ones like they have Taika Waititi, you know, the director of Thor Ragnarok, he got his own. Like, that's really cool. That is so, cool. Uh, but this is this is Prince Akeem, and it's well, always... Oh, I even on the back, yeah, there's another Prince Akeem in his... Uh, um, oh, God, I want to say Wakanda. Sorry. That's <laughs> a Munda. I was like, what are you talking about? It's a Munda, yeah. Yeah, what are, the, yeah. what are the other ones? Yeah, well, there's well, there's Prince Akeem in his Zamunda, you know, uh, garb like before they change into, you know, when they change in Queens, and then there's Semi in his uh, Zamunda garb, and then there's oh, there's Randy Watson. That's <laughs> Randy Watson, but that one's the most foodie one, the one you have. Yes, yes. No, that's perfect. I love that he's holding the mop too. <laughs> so thank you, thank you very much. This is very special. I will cherish it forever. I will put it. Uh, I'll have to make like a little uh, wall area for foodie film collectibles. Definitely. Well, I'm glad you like it. I saw it. I'm like, this is this is a good foodie films gift. Yes, most definitely. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, I try to do my Louis Anderson there. <laughs> Thanks. Um, what's new next year, by the way, for foodie films? Anything interesting planned? Um, well, I think I've at least mentioned it before, maybe on my, my show or maybe on others, but I I want to not necessarily change the format around entirely, but I want to I wanna definitely do some more things uh, since I'm dealing with food and films, such visual things, I'm thinking of doing maybe some video content and, you know, th- through Instagram and maybe even starting like a YouTube channel, just uh, more for you guys to enjoy and if you're, you know, aren't into... Uh, you know, for people that maybe don't have the time, even for podcasts, maybe some briefer videos, or just small take the segments uh, of the show and break them down so people can listen to them separately. And we even uh, we even bandied about. I mean, no, we were talking about it because I showed you maybe doing an audio book, uh, not you yes. doing the audio book, talking about an audio book. Yes, there are a couple of awesome audio books out there, and of course, uh, with celebrity figures uh, reading them and or maybe even written by them so you know people all I love all foodies all uh, you know shapes and sizes and uh, you know so let's I I just want to get as much content out there as possible yeah there's some great food books and I know not to steal this guy's thing but I know Mike Manzi does his uh, book segments on third times a charm but there are some great foodie books that at least deserve a segment. Yes, I even I actually got a a, a great book for Christmas that's you know like f- famous food and movies and so Ooh, it's perfect. All, diff- all different uh, recipes from you know different food scenes and movies. So maybe I'll start at least I'll post about the recipe or maybe maybe I'll make a video of me attempting to cook it. Who knows? Well, uh, those Ooh, are all yeah. things to possibly come in the new year in 2019. That sounds fun. I'm excited. Uh, now that I have you here, we might as well promote our newish show, our our, our, our next step in the oh, P.S. I Love Hoffman involvement. P.S. I Still Love Hoffman. Yes, I mean something I'm very much looking forward to. There's you know, there's a lot of great things ahead in 2019, so I can't wait. Yeah, no, it's going to be awesome. And P.S. I Still Love Hoffman debuts the first day of 
2019. What a way to ring in the new year. You know, have a have a hangover and listen to us. Or even at the or stroke watch the of movie. midnight. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> at well, the yeah, stroke that's of midnight. Thing. Put on yeah. Boogie Nights and watch the movie. Wow. Well, no, they should no, they should start it up before midnight and at midnight it should be the 80s. You know, <laughs> Fair. In the movie when it turns midnight. Fair, but then we'd have to ask uh, Joey to bump the episode a little bit earlier than he usually does. Oh, this is, tr- this is true. This is true. <laughs> we could, I guess. <laughs> I just yeah. don't know. I don't know how many uh, Haw fans out there are prepared to spend the new year with us. Oh, I think all of them. <laughs> and that's not an arrogant statement whatsoever. <laughs> oh, but there's been a lot of buzz and people are excited and we're just as excited and can't wait to watch and talk about uh, the film with you. And I can't wait for this new show to begin and be celebrating with the Hoffman again. Yes, I miss the big guy. I miss our talks about him, and uh, what a way to kick it off. You know, we let you Hoff fans vote, and I hope uh, your listeners from High School Slumber Party participated, maybe some foodie fans participated, and uh, and they chose Boogie Nights, and what, what, a, what a proper one to begin with, because that's really what kicked it off for him, like, you know, started really pushing his career forward, so really Absolutely. looking forward to it. And we can't really tell you what the selections are going to be next month to vote for, but we'll say it'll have a little bit of a romantic theme, you know. Yes. We'll, yes. Ju- we'll leave it at that. Anyway, you can check out P.S. I Love Hoffman. P.S. I Still Love Hoffman when it comes out. Foodie Films and, well, this show obviously, but you're listening. Yeah, you're listening to it right now. Yeah. <laughs> On cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. But also wherever you're listening to it right now, which I assume is iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, really. So thank you, Kyle, for stopping by. You made it back. Yes, I'm glad glad I could make it back, and uh, I hope all of you had a very Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and can't wait to ring in the new year. I cannot wait. Thank you, Brian, as always. You're you're a gracious guest, and and thank you once again for this very thoughtful gift. It will always make me remember the the beginnings and uh, I mean just our, our, our friendship and the beginnings of foodie films yeah and again I hope there's some more foodie films Funko Pops they don't sponsor the show by the way I just you know something I bought but it, I keep saying the name a lot but <laughs> I hope there's some more foodie films Funko Pops that come out because I'm I think I might get some high school ones Ooh, uh, I'm not gonna nice. get all of them there are like probably no, a hundred high school ones you know I'm there's, sure there's everybody from the breakfast club there's Wow. Everybody from Clueless, everybody from... Not everybody, but you know what I mean. Like, the four main yeah. people... The three main people in Clueless, the four main people in Mean Girls. Like, mm-hmm. I, I can't do that. You know I can't have my apartment full of Funko Pops. It just doesn't, like, you know, make sense. But maybe no. I'll get one or two from a movie. Yeah, representatives. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you later, Kyle. See you, Brian. Wow, we were talking about him, and he just showed up. It's pretty awesome. I guess it's the magic of Christmas. I wonder if we were talking about John Cusack, if he would have shown up. Hmm. I mean, that would be awesome. We could tell him how much we love him here in High School Slumber Party, and how he needs to stop blocking us on Twitter. Makes no sense. Anyway, I'm sure you're itching to go. I'm sure you're ready to go. I'm sure you want to listen to part two of Joey, Mike, and myself's discussion on Anna and the Apocalypse. So, I won't keep you any longer. I'll refill the eggnog while I play the tape. Pack your favorite jammies, or should I say, put on your favorite jammies. 
remind your mother that you're staying over Brian's because we're about to continue the Christmas party. I leave you with, kind of oddly because it's not a Christmas song, but the theme-ish, I would say the main song in Anna the Apocalypse, Hollywood Ending. Thinking this isn't Disney, I'm way off script and losing the plot. Things don't work out that way. I'm not McConaughey turning the charm on calling the shots. If this was a movie, maybe she would be willing to share my world. I'm starting to realize sometimes the nice guys don't always get the girl. Now, Mike, last time you were on was for... What was the name of the film? <laughs> class of 1984? Is it that long ago? Yeah, Class yeah, of yeah. 1984. Yeah. No, you've been on in certain guest roles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then. So I was the, the ghost, ghost of Halloween past yeah. as no, Venom. <laughs> I never know, because we did Summer of 84. And I... Oh, yeah, Joey, we did Summer of 84. And then I did Class of yeah. 1984 yeah, with you. So Alice I'm always Cooper like, song. screw... Yeah. <laughs> when a dream... I'm the future. No, it was like, how does a dream well, that's how it starts. a nightmare? Yeah. <laughs> well, I actually want to bring up Summer of 84 in that this movie, once again, has a bowling alley in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bowling. Bowling. Did I mean, you guys bowl in high school? I wasn't on the bowling team. We had a bowling team. You had a bowling team? Yeah, we there did was too, a bowling yeah. team, yeah. We did. Uh, but I didn't bowl a lot. I bowled a lot in like middle school and, and like before that. We were a pretty big bowling family. But you got too cool for school after that. No, no. I, I don't know. I, the you, were, bowling, you were too punk to bowl. The alley we went to was just like they tore it down and I don't know. It just never, never continued. I like to bowl. Well, my local bowling alley was featured on the NBC short-lived, eh, like two or three seasons show called Ed. Oh, yeah. With Tom Cavanaugh about a bowling alley lawyer. Yeah, and uh, Michael Ian Black. Yeah. Yeah. That was the the bowling alley that they filmed at was our like local bowling okay. alley. But then it closed. And so, so the and, show NBC, got canceled? And, no, no. So NBC bought it. Oh, that's awesome. Or like they were renting, renting it. it. Yeah. I and like then, Tom Cavanaugh. He's great on The Flash. He plays yeah, I like Tom Cavanaugh, too. Multiple <laughs> different people on that show. So when you were on Class of 1984, yes. not Class of 84, which I was right. accidentally going to say, I think. Class of 1984, cool film. It, it's in the archives, guys. You can listen to it. Roddy McDowell. Roddy McDowell. One, one of your favorites. <laughs> McDowell yeah. cast. I can't wait. <laughs> have you seen Poseidon Adventures? I have. Time? Yeah, he's got a kind of a smaller role than I was expecting in that movie. But Because at the time you had him seen Poseidon I had Adventure. It. No, I was shocked. I loved it, too. Leslie Nielsen is the captain of the boat. Yeah. That was like his last dramatic role. <laughs> Very good. But Poseidon Adventure always seemed up your alley to me. So. Oh, it's like one of those like big disaster films. Yeah, I I totally loved it right away when I first saw it. I mean, Shelley Winters oh, yeah. is just the best. I, like, I love her in everything, but she's so great in that movie when she dives at that part. She's like, <laughs> she dives. But that's like one of those Irwin Allen disaster, you know, yeah. towering inferno things. Like, that's... You know, that's <laughs> absolutely. But I bring it great. up because we introduced 
a oh, wonderful yeah. segment on High School Slumber Party, where, well, I guess you introduced the world That's to right. My Five Dads, your high school punk band. If you're yep. a very, very bad student and you didn't listen to that episode, Mike Manzi, why don't you tell the world... There might be transfer students. <laughs> Fair. If you're a transfer student, because <laughs> I think that technically was in our orientation period, it wasn't in our freshman year. Okay. So if you didn't attend orientation and you didn't listen to that episode, Michael Manzi, why don't you tell the slumberers who my five dads are and a little a little history of the group. Well, we saw three, my, three of my five dads at the mall today. That's right. Not, Joe, not when, when Joey and I were eating at the food court, there were like a couple punks walked past. Oh, really? <laughs> I was like, my three dads. <laughs> I was like, that kind of looks just like us. Uh, so my five dads was my high school punk rock band. Yeah, I played drums. Originally, there were five of us, oh. but but a, the keyboard player had to focus on his didn't well didn't really. It ended up being four of us, but we kept the name My Five Dads because That's we thought punk. it was That's funny. Punk. And they thought it was punk. And it was cool. And, you know, we recorded about like eight songs, but we never released any of them. Well, and, technically now you've released but one. But now <laughs> uh, we found like this real elaborate way to get all these songs out to everybody. It's like the most <laughs> elaborate record release in the history of the internet. But yeah, so like uh, since class of 1984, when I come on, I want to try and have a song for you. You little, come with a gift. And I th- come with a gift. Now it's I a Christmas gift, gift. And yes. we're ready to unwrap it. And so is it a Christmas song? N- it's not a Christmas song, but a little history on this song. I think it's appropriate for this movie and in the apocalypse. The name of the song is called Someone Ate the Baby. Okay. But there's, but there's, a, little, <laughs> okay. there's a little history to it. This is the only song My Five Dads did not write. And it is not even technically a cover. The lyrics are from a Shel Silverstein poem. From the book Where the Sidewalk Ends. Classic. Shel Silverstein, just like a legendary folk singer, poet, artist, American artist. Um, if you're not familiar with him, his two books, A Light in the Attic and Where the Sidewalk Ends, were like huge for me during my childhood. And when we were in high school, we came up with a bunch of songs and we were just flipping through the Shel Silverstein book and we came upon Someone Ate the Baby and <laughs> we put it to music. Wow. And we basically like did that as one of our songs. And so it uh, it might be our longest song reaching almost two minutes. Whoa. <laughs> but if you'd like, I could, uh, we could play it Absolutely. For, the, for the crowd. Let's do this. No! Big, oh, 
Awesome. I know why you picked it, because in this film, we saw someone eat a baby. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you caught it in there, too, but during the breakdown, we screamed Cheddar, and that is a callback to Polly Shore. Cheddar! Cheddar wins it! Because Polly Shore used to say Cheddar! Oh, perfect. All the time, so... Potentially little, in the High School Slumber Party Hall of Fame. A little shout-out to the Weasel. <laughs> Oh, man. So thank you so much for bringing that gift to us. Yeah, I mean, this we, this was a very musical episode. We I saw know, a I, musical, I brought some music. You brought some music for us to munch on some I hope Joe Silverstein doesn't come after us now and expect any royalties. Cause <laughs> we're never going to make any money off of that to pay him back or anything. I was going to say, I'm like, oh, I can play th- this music and not fear any repercussions. No, I, think, I actually think he might have passed away but uh you should definitely go check out shell silverstein stuff on youtube because his songs are just like incredible yeah i didn't know until like a couple years ago that he was like a musician too i just knew the books yeah i didn't even really know that either until a few years ago like we didn't know it when we made a song out of one of his poems that he was actually a folk singer you know that he was performing back in the day like quote-unquote Lulin davis style that, that yeah like he was <laughs> one of those crazy, yeah. those types of dudes too but just managed to break through and get famous and become like a pop culture figure somehow yeah especially to like children and, and kids growing up yeah because he's like a pretty dirty dude too like when you hear him on on yeah. youtube and stuff like he's not <laughs> like clean so it's kind of weird that he became such a children's sort of children's icon such an Iconic. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Um, by the way, your latest iconic <laughs> last episode has been like the best pause yet. I, you know, I'm just I, waiting for it to go longer and longer. <laughs> Two years from now, it's going to be like eight minutes long. Yeah. Or I'm going to say I start the episode and then like end with conic. Yeah. End it's, with conic. It's like uh, Legend Dairy from you know How I Met Your Mother. Did you ever see How I Met Your Mother? Yeah. Yeah. Where Barry does the legendary Jim, Jim. thing. It's better, though. It's better than that. Oh, speaking of legendary, there is a line in this movie. So as the apocalypse is happening, right, they're apocalypse. getting news on Twitter, hashtag evac selfie. <laughs> I did like that. I did like that. And it was good for the commentary. Bieber is a zombie. And, like, oh, that's and then they find, they're, they're asking about different people, and they ask about Ryan Gosling, and they say, do you think he's a zombie? He said, alive, dead, guy, still cool. And we're like, oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> I think we all kind of looked at each other and we're like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> That is very true. I wanted to know uh, about Jason Mimosa, but I guess he wasn't. They were real. There was a real like Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. fetish in this movie. <laughs> like they mentioned him like five times. I is was like, just that one scene. No, because there was the scene in the bowling alley where they're talking about Iron yeah. Man, and then another scene where they're talking about oh, is he like uh, has all the women around him? And then there was like another scene at the end. I thought, but well. Well, in the bowling alley, I thought it was just the one. I thought it was the one time where. Yeah, that's the about, one I remember. Where they were talking about uh, whether or not, and they said he's going to be surrounded by uh, electrical fences and women. And they're talking about. Uh, a, oh no! I guess it was twice because in the in the cafeteria too. Yeah. They were talking about uh, how because they're armor. not they're not lasers. No, they're repulsors. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so right. It, it was twice. <laughs> so you're, you're right. I don't think I don't know if it was the third time, but there's definitely at least twice. So yeah. So what did you then? I mean, you mentioned a couple things, but what did you like about this film? Because you you said, I think, Joey, 
that you don't want people to not see this film. Well, I mean, I like all the actors. Yeah, I thought I thought all the performances. Like Anna is great. Yeah, Anna's great. I hope mm-hmm. to see her in more things. Yeah, I like the Santa song. So come on over and unload your sack. <laughs> I like Soldier at War. I like the. I don't really like Hollywood. Like the Hollywood ending in the beginning, I like it, but it sort of kind of feels forced a little bit. It falls into what we were talking about before about how. It's this weird blend of like thoughts and every like everybody's song coming together. I like it when it comes back at the very, very end. I like the setting of it. I like I like the movie. I just don't like how the movie does a lot of what it does, if that makes sense. The fact you sound that... like a disapproving father. No. Not disapproving, just a little disappointed. <laughs> He's not mad. mad. He's just <laughs> upset. <laughs> yeah. no, 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 no. But like, I, I love that this exists, because like, like Mike was saying before, like the fact that this exists at all is fantastic. Fest. Fest. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But That's where it debuted. I just, I think it could be better. Is what I'm trying. Like I, not that I could do it better. Like I, I always hate criticizing movies because I'm not making things. You know what I mean? I'm not. I'm just sitting here on the couch running my yap. Like I can't make a better movie than this. But I just think that with a little bit of polishing or refinement or thinking things through a little bit more, it would have been even better. I still think that like a mixture of Christmas movie, musical, horror, zombie is like mm-hmm. all, checks all my boxes. You know, with a badass lead who's super cute. Like, it's just like, it's everything I want. And it doesn't gel together in a way that I'm like, that I can wholeheartedly enjoy mm. it. But I do like it. I do enjoy it. I think people should see it. Any other um, positive things, Mike, you'd like to bring to the table? Um, let's see. So, yeah, I, I love this cast. I love the music. The gore was really well pulled off, too. Oh, okay, like, the yeah, that was, that was one of my questions. I'm not that. a gore guy. What did you guys think of the gore aspect? Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's, you don't get a lot of that like head popping, like gushing stuff recently. I feel and like it wasn't digital it either. Practical. But, yeah, it looked all practical and good. And like I was really, I really liked that. That like if everything felt very tactile, you know, like I really didn't get a CG or a very enhanced look out of this thing. It all felt like it was all practical in there. I, I like that a lot. I, I I think it got closer than maybe Joey thought it got. Like I really liked it, but I. Feel its shortcomings. Like that's what's frustrating. Is like, it has the potential to be like amazing, and I think it's just like really awesome. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm still like it a lot. It just I can't push it over that edge for myself. I still recommend it to people because it's very unique. Like even if yeah. it doesn't succeed a hundred percent, like no other movie is doing this. And I think just by virtue of that, it's worth checking out. So yeah, I agree with that. Let's rate this thing then. Candy cane baseball bat. Okay. <laughs> We'll do it on that scale of five. Three and a half. Three and a half. I'm going to give it four. 
I can understand. Joey's seen it twice now. You know what I'm saying? The first time, like, you know, the, the thing with Letterboxd, and I, I don't really often have this problem, but, like, I think to me there's a real wide gap between three and a half and four, at least on Letterboxd. I feel like four and above is just, like, like yes. Like, this is, like, everything I want. And three and a half is, like, I really like it, but I can't, like, fully endorse it. I hear you. And the first time I saw it, I gave it a four just because it was one of those movies that I think, like you just said, like, it's so unique. Yeah. And it's doing something that, like, hasn't been done and I'd rather over-inflate, not my my rating means anything, but, like, I'd rather, like, the 90 people or whoever who follow me on Letterboxd, like, see that and be like, oh, I should see that. Mm-hmm. That's, like, an extra step. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, like, if I see it again, like, I might be more in the three and a half range. Like, for me, if I think a movie's good, fine, watchable, two and a half stars. You know what I'm saying? Like... You think two and a half... You two and a half, three is where I... It's, like, my middle ground is... Ooh. Yeah, what, what's your middle ground? I would say three to three and a half. I think if I go yeah. two and a half, I don't like it. Really? I like movies that are two and a half. I'm like, that's good. I'm fine with that. You know, that's a middle rating. That's cool. I, For me, like, I'm giving this the four, even if it maybe doesn't fully deserve it 100%, but, like, because of execution. But I'm giving it because of concept, idea, all the other stuff I really liked. I think the music was really strong. I think the acting's really strong. You know, I think basically everything but, like, the zombie apocalypse part of it is really strong. Oh, and, it's like the whole plot? Well, no, it's not, it's not the whole plot, but it's just the backbone, like the right. premise, yeah. like that thing. Like, you know, like if it, you know, if it was like a, a slasher musical, maybe that would have worked a little, you know, if they were running from like a slasher or Friday the 13th, the musical, I don't know. But like, yeah, so like I'm, I'm giving it the four endorsement for tonight. I'm going to give it the four it. as well Ooh. because it was super fun. And I'm kind of thinking this from, like, a high school perspective. A lot of high school scenes in here. Like, the the town setting might not have been great, but we saw, like, the shop room and stuff. Oh, yeah. We got a nice sound. I I love the headmaster. Or, like, he was, like, going to be headmaster. I don't like him at all. I think he's, like, cartoonish for no reason. I don't know. I thought he was he was definitely, like, over the top. By the end, I was buying him. Like, he had to be, because he, he was the only clear-cut villainous. He was the big like, bad, but, like, yeah. he didn't... Like, I wish that he had motivation. I think that's the problem. Yeah, he just hates good call. The kids. Yeah, like, he just wanted to be headmaster. So it, it seems like he killed everybody. Like, he let them all because he... But why? Like, we don't know why. Right. And then at the end, when he, like, lets them into the cafeteria and they see all the zombies, he locks them in there. Why? Just because he hates the kids? Like, it doesn't right. feel like... If he was just, like, that he's got his mother, and, like, he missed Christmas dinner with her because he had to be here or whatever. Like, literally yeah, yeah, any yeah. reason would have been more than just, like, oh, he's a psychopath. That's, yeah, and that's mm. basically... what It was kind of revealed to be, like, he's just mental. <laughs> nah, but, like, I don't think that you're in that kind of position... With that kind of headspace, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think he was mental. I think there's plenty of people who rise up in their job, but also hate the people around them and start to hate and resent everything that they feel like has brought them down. Yeah, I, I could feel like maybe that's what they wanted us to feel from him, but I don't know if they set him up to be like that. To me, it just was like he felt like he deserved to be headmaster and he was finally going to be, and so he was just going to run things the way he like, felt. But why does he feel that way? Right, because early on, like the first half where he's like taking away the car keys and stuff, like that's extreme, but like you also feel like, okay, that's just the kind of character he is. But then we leave the school for half an hour and we come back and he has suddenly become like king of the land and we don't see what happened in between, mm-hmm. which is he let everyone die. Yeah, he let and the I, zombies in. I feel in. like there's a transition there. Like I feel it's it, in, a, in a way 
maybe less so, but also maybe more so because it's more important. Like the same way that we don't have a setup for the douchey kid, we don't see his transition from being, you know, principal that people hate to being a straight up villain who tied up Anna's dad with the Christmas lights. Mm -hmm. Why? Just became like a sequence of convenience there at the end, right? Where it was just like, okay, Anna has to save her dad from the headmaster. We're not going to know how this situation kind of formed. She's just going to come into the situation and have to deal with it. It would have been a little nicer to have seen why and how they actually got into that situation because the headmaster hated the shit out of Anna's dad and we never find out why. Just resented him. No, I mean, I've seen plenty of people who hate their jobs who I'm convinced that if they got to that position where there's, like, no laws or repercussions, that they would do something like that. Mad with power. I agree with you. I just think in the movie you have to show that. Eh, fair, fair. Like, I think you can understand why he would snap, but I think you need to show him snapping. Fair. Like, I also think that considering on a scale how important her dad is and the filmer's girlfriend is and like his grandma like i feel like if we had cut back because the movie's not that like it's like 90 minutes or maybe 95 minutes like mm-hmm. you could have gone back and just spend five or ten minutes with them yeah. and see the school collapse i understand that the movie is from anna's perspective and from like the, this group like the most important people are all together in this group right but i feel like it would have helped to show yes. the school going from like it seems like it's a relatively safe space where they all like fighting over waters and then they're all zombies. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I wondered like too, since it took like a while for this to get released, like I'm I'm surprised they didn't maybe like shoot a little extra here or there for that. Like that's something that could have been solved so easily, you know, is just like one or two little extra moments, not even full scenes, but just little moments in the school. Uh, for the audience, you know what I'm saying? Not even for Anna's character or anything, but just so that when we're back there, we're all, like, we know how it happened, even if she didn't or something. Thank you for ruining Christmas, guys. What? (laughs) Even though you gave it a four. So negative, negative town today. Yeah, I really liked it, though. (laughs) Like, you know, I also have two other movies jumping around in my head right now like i'm thinking of the favorite like every other word right now because that movie's insane well, and spider verse is like images of that are flashing through my mind so i mean this is my favorite kind of movie to talk about it's a movie that i like that i sh- think i should love because i feel like it's the kind of movie that i can eventually i'm able to articulate why i don't like as much as i do mm. and it sort of takes it either it could push it to that next level if you guys like convince me which Spoiler alert, you didn't. But I mean, I also didn't expect to be like convinced. You know what I mean? But like, it could. It's very hard to change your mind. (laughs) No, I'm just saying, like, it's the kind of movie where, like, like, if you had answers to, like, my problems, be like, oh, no, I think it's because of this. Right, right. It could have been like, oh, I really like this movie now. Yeah, instead, I sort of have the same issues. They just don't bother me as much, I guess, because I've only, like, seen it once and it's all sort of fresh. But yeah, I hear you. One person we didn't mention just quickly. um, What did you think of that? American girl. What is American girl? Oh, the blonde girl. The blonde, yeah. She oh, she's American? Yeah, yeah. It, well, she could be Canadian. Like, it implies. She, has she an had American an American accent. Canadian okay. accent. And she said, my parents moved me across a continent. And then they went, you know, then they moved to Mexico or whatever they were doing. Vacation to Mexico, yeah. yeah. Look, I thought all the actors were great. I thought yeah. especially the teenagers were great. I yeah. thought she was yeah. great. Yeah. I, thought, I was going to yeah. say, uh, she really stood out to me as well. She had some, <laughs> a couple funny, like, facial things. I think when she was, like, crawling across the floor at one point, or she was trying to, like, whatever. You know, she was doing these, these things with her face, <laughs> trying not to make any noise. And I was like, this 
person has so much range. Like, yeah, I no, thought she, she was she really did. good. I wish and I, I was telling Joey and I were like on the car ride trying to be like, this person looks so familiar. Yeah. What were they in? Who are they in? Nothing. And they're not in anything. And I think that's just a testament to how good they are and how natural they feel. And especially that that yeah. girl too. Like I was like, I could have sworn I knew her from stuff, but I don't. And she's just so good. You know what I'm saying? Just like a natural. And what I really like about her character is that she's gay and it doesn't, if they don't, Make a note of it. like it's just oh, like yeah. she has a girlfriend oh, that's, out there. Yeah, like it's just it's normal, and not I don't think enough nearly enough movies do that. No, absolutely, it's not even something where it's like that was perfect. Like they never dwelled on it, they never like made it her identity. You know what I'm saying? Like it didn't define her as a character, no, no, which all. is great. Yeah, it was just another just a thing. Yeah, she's worried about like it could have been like I, my boyfriend's not here, but it's just the right. girlfriend. Like, yeah. it's, like yeah. it's just it's a thing that's like <laughs> kind of like how we talk about with the rock right or as i brought up in fast and furious where if, he was, if he would just be like my boyfriend's not here right now whatever and like they just offhand remark comment kind of thing you know that we talk about that every episode on tuesday yeah i know <laughs> it makes you it's like my legacy on that show oh, yeah, now you know it's it's now considered head canon which oh. is what our fan wes has written in that it's something that is not defined by the movie but it's it's not proven untrue and it's true in your head so it becomes head canon. Uh, oh that's a good head. I like so that term head canon. so yeah so like so he's also agrees with us now and agrees with you that like the rock that Luke Hobbs in those movies is gay or uh, you know bi or whatever because every movie in the world is just like could he be gay like absolutely he just more so he just seems asexual but I just like Going back to this movie, that that you know the 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 North American we will say yeah the North American, American. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, she was gay for just because that's a thing that happens and like it's cool that it's just a normal fact of their life like even the principal didn't turn that into a you know what I'm saying as yeah. much as he was a prick the headmaster it's not like he was like you know oh you're dirty because of that or anything no, he, he was, was more upset with the girl doing the Santa song, yeah. right? For being sexually <laughs> explicit, for being, you know, hetero. And, like, even, like, you know, like, the like the douche guy, like, his friends, like, don't pick on her for being gay either. Like, right. it's, yeah. they're picking on the Just because she's, like, being, a like, nerd. A dork. Yeah, yeah dork. exactly. Right, yeah. yeah. That was nice. But I liked her. I liked her. I mean, I think, for the most part, the girls are better than the guys in this movie. Uh-huh. I agree uh, with that. Like, I think all three of the girls... I, like I the, really liked the douchebag, though. Like, that one guy. He... Man, like... Oh, true. He was yeah. so... Because, like, I really hated his him as a character, but yeah. that's when I know he's, like, a good actor, right? Like, yeah. the more... I feel like... In a lot of movies, like, if I really hate that guy, like, they're doing a good job. Uh, and <laughs> I kind of... You know, he had a nice little moment there at the end when he realized he couldn't save her anymore. And I was like, okay, I really, like, this guy grew on me a lot. I'm surprised. So I'm going to put you guys in the producer's chair. You just saw this movie. You decided to pick it up as a producer. All right. Write your sequel. Well, what is the sequel? You don't have to give me the plot. I already, I got a sequel. But you know, okay, go. You know what I'm talking about, right? It's a Charlie Theron game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sequelize it. Pitch a sequel. Okay. Because um, we know who the survivors are. It's the Canadian, the North American yeah, girl, yeah. Anna, and the douchebag. Uh, so, so yeah, go to be with... fair, it can't be a spiritual sequel. Like, let's tie it into can the I, world, you know. Can I go first? Yeah. Because yeah. um, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to build on whatever you say. What so. about Anna versus the Singularity? Where, <laughs> in order. <laughs> I might to, not build on what in, Well, no, because in, in order to fight the zombie hordes, the remaining government has developed an artificial intelligence system to deal with it and they have designed like robots to go out and kill all the zombies but once that's done killer robots on the loose 
Anna versus the Singularity. She has to kill all of the sentient AI before they kill all of humanity. Not, not as crazy as I thought it would as be. As they maybe. sing and dance. <laughs> Joey, what's your sequel? I think it's difficult because something we've not really talked about is that Anna's mother is dead or at, or maybe divorced the dad not there. I, it feels like she's dead. feels like she's it dead. It feels yeah. that way. So she can't find her. Uh, the dad dies. The douche kid kills his dad. His mom is nowhere to be seen. The fact that they're in Scotland, they probably can't fly or take a boat to Mexico. So it feels like mm-hmm. the logical next step of, like, let's find someone. There's no one to find. They're all either dead or inaccessible, essentially, right? So like, okay. they're, they're all out of the picture. So you can't do that. I think it needs to be they just need to find like, – it's it's tough because, like, even the Romero stuff, like, it's not the same characters. Like it's, Right. That's what makes it sort of fresh, right, is, like, it's a new group. Are there are there zombie movies, like, direct sequels to zombie movies? Not that I'm even – really. Oh, uh, 28 Days and 28 Weeks, but they're not even the same actors, but it's – But Resident Evil. Resident Evil, yeah. But it, it doesn't have to be zombies, though. Like No, but, like, you're in this world where it – it happens. Well, that could be eradicated, oh. and then werewolves come, or mummies. Or, or like, after the after the zombie apocalypse, you're stuck with very limited resources, and the world's gone to shit, so it's more of like a Mad Max apocalypse than it turns into, <laughs> you know, after the zombie apocalypse. I think the interesting thing is, how do these three very different personalities live, coexist? Because there is a history between, right. the, between Anna and the guy yeah. that seems like it could be fixed it could be mm-hmm. mended if he just figured out why she was upset and <laughs> there's the girl who like doesn't seem like she's really friends with either but right. he's there like i think the most interesting thing to examine after this movie ends in terms of a next one is whether they are like whether they stick together and whether they tr- like try to make a new life in this apocalypse this po- post apocalypse whatever together or if they all find other survivors and sort of branch off because it doesn't feel like they're bonded it that feels like they're bonded because of a shared experience but it doesn't feel like they by choice they would not be together fair that, that's good i like Anna that versus the post-apocalypse <laughs> <laughs> i like that too not bad what holiday now both of you different holidays i hope oh. what holidays would these musicals Th- be there's only around? one i can i can think of when it i don't know what I was. I have to go with Val. I think I got to go with Valentine's Day if we're going like uh, if we're still going with like the horror kind of zombie Singularity stuff. Valentine's Day. Mm, <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Mine's on the during that. I guess I, I don't know. I wanted to say Valentine's Day if it was still zombies. I think I got to go with Fourth of July though. If it's the Fourth of July is not a holiday in the UK. Oh, that's right. <laughs> My, well, I guess would well, mine be an American remake? I don't know. Boxing Day? <laughs> Boxing Day. <laughs> <Trying to think. laughs> well, it is the day after Christmas, Boxing Day, right? So I guess it. That's a Canadian holiday. Right. Uh, no, it, it, right? It's, it, they have it in certain UK countries. Okay. 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 Joey, holiday? Um. Again, like I don't know that it needs to be a holiday because they they didn't use the Christmas. Okay, but, but I'm asking you to make thing. it a holiday. I, understand. Okay. <laughs> I, I get where you're coming Throw from. Throw a dart at the board. <laughs> a holiday. I think. Mm, Maybe they travel to Ireland on St. Patrick's Day. Oh, that'd be cool. Oh, it's right over, it's right over there. That'd be cool. Mine involves travel as well because they somehow do get to Mexico. Okay. And it's gonna be like a oh. like a Cinco de Mayo, Day of the Dead kind of thing. Yeah, Day of the Dead. Oh, that's Dito yeah. Muertos. Dito los Muertos. Yeah, I like that. And you know, Coco too. <laughs> <laughs> you have to merge with Coco too. 
And it's Anna E. The Apocalypse or something like that. Ooh. <laughs> si, si, senor. Last question, guys. All right. You're at my Christmas sleepover. What sleeping bags are you bringing as we wait for Santa? Hmm. Which one am I going to bring this time? I think last time I brought the Ninja Turtles. I've always had very plain, boring sleeping bags. I think this time... chance to rectify I'm going to bring my Krampus sleeping bag. <laughs> I love Krampus and I just the, the creature, the mythical being. I mean, I like the movie too, don't get me wrong, but like I'm Yours so be behind. Like yeah, like I'm even trying to figure out, am I going to make like a Krampus for my front yard this year? Like, I, so uh, I'm, going, I'm going with him, I think. So here's an idea. So we talked about it, and I think it was even... It's been mentioned a couple times in your show. I don't remember who's brought them, but, you know, the ones with the head? Yeah. Like the whole thing. I want to have one that's, like, a custom-built... That actually references kind of a scene in this movie that Anna walks through a door, and the douche guy is walking the other way, and there's a, a mistletoe above, and he, like, looks up and smiles at her, and she oh. just, like, walks away. I want to have a sleeping bag where, like, over it, there's, like, mistletoe <laughs> hanging. So if people want to, you know, wake me up with a kiss, like, that's fine. Oh, wow, that's... Clever. Mm. That's clever. Oh, I, I want to just like clarify. But I real high because it's like it's like dangling right above my head. Sure. Hope you don't have like like my my sleeping bag isn't gonna be like I zip up and I look like I'm <laughs> in a Krampus. <laughs> like it's sense. not. It's gonna actually have like different graphics of Krampus all over it. Like that's the sleeping bag. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like it's not like a different big... mythical depictions of Krampus. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> You know, some when he's got the kids in the sack, the other when he's whipping them with the broom. All right, guys. <laughs> what do you want to plug? What do you want to promote? What's going on with the network? I got I got both the leaders here. Oh, that's in right. A, in a rare uh, forum. In a week or two, uh, Tom Tom Club is going to start. We're going to start our Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks podcast. Oh, boy. Very soon. That's right. That's going to be fun. That's going to be Who's all first, next Hanks year. Who's first, Cruise. Tom Cruise, January 4th. Gotcha. Because Tom Hanks... Yep. Because he's got like twenty more movies over Tom Cruise. Like mm. Tom Cruise is like forty-five, and Tom Hanks is like sixty-five. Wow, so we're like sixty-five. We're like, you know, it's he's gonna be. We're gonna finish first anyway. We might as well just finish. Yeah. Even more first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's called Endless Love, the first Tom Cruise movie, gotcha. and then the first Tom Hanks My one is Endless Love. He knows you're alone. Yeah. So January fourth, huh. January eleventh, we're gonna be alternating those every Friday. Two movies I've never same seen. Same days as your show, same day of the week as your show. Yeah. Now I gotta compete. Ooh. Yeah, you've had Fridays by yourself for like about a month now. For a month, and, and uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, we have to start doubling up on days. Of, we've run out of days of the week. We have too many shows. Uh, yeah, like people are like, oh, I can only listen to one podcast that comes out on this day, and then it's done. <laughs> oh, also, now out, wait, when is this coming out? Like the 21st and the 28th, maybe? Yeah. So now the first two or three or four episodes of our newest show, uh, HTML husbands talking more oh, or less. Yeah. yeah, what's that about? I saw it's that a good appear. Show. So yep. Nico and I briefly Pebble. owned the website, and then boom, that came up, and I was like, "What the hell?" Yep, yeah, no nope. kidding. <laughs> so yeah, you don't get weekends to yourself anymore. Sometimes, damn it. Uh, I was so looking forward Nico, to a, a Brian exclusive weekend. Nico of now and again, and now also the 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 brain behind Exes for podcast. Uh, he and his husband Kevo are doing a show called HTML Husbands Talking More or Less which is also maybe called Husbands Talking Media Libraries. It's kind of, in a way, like Cinemakers, where they're going to follow a path through something. And they're starting with one a week up until Avengers Endgame, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Except now, yes. when they announced, when they showed the new trailer, it moved up a week. Oh, it so, did? So Nico's like, fuck, now what do we do? Well, double down. Well, they're going to do, I think, that's why I said two, three, or four. I think very soon, might already be out, I think they're going to double up on Incredible Hulk and Iron Man 2, because those are... 
not good movies, and also it's not uh, the same Hulk. Like I, it's not. I really like Incredible Hulk, but I understand their but it's, thought it's, process. It's a, it's a I see that. <laughs> yeah, Hulk. makes sense. Thought process makes sense. And yeah. so the first episode is going to be out the thirteenth, which is going to be Iron Man, and then maybe you know Hulk and Iron Man two. Like it just there could be three or four out by now. Nice. But every Thursday leading up to Avengers Endgame, there will be a weekly podcast. But it's not just going to be talking about the movies, uh, because they are gay because they're married because you know they talk about it all they they mention i don't know if you listen to the intro but they talk yeah. about, they talk about how nico's a gay slut like six or seven no times. no i mean yeah uh, nico. But, um <laughs> he's great they're wonderful they have they're like going, a specific lens they're that they're going to be looking at yeah. lgbtq and an inclusion lens and do you see you in the mcu like as a gay man do they see themselves in the universe mm. as a woman do you see yourself in the as a minority as whatever yeah. like, you know yeah. whatever is it inclusive is it inclusive because yeah. there's a like we were talking about today there's a lot of like white guys with goatees there's a lot of dudes named chris <laughs> uh, you know there's <laughs> not a true. lot of diversity i mean there is a lot of diversity there's not a lot for a while at least early on yeah um so i think it's gonna be a yeah. very specific lens to focus through but every thursday new html and then friday starting january 4th Tom Tom Club alternating Hanks and Cruz, and then also you know a couple of weeks ago you had Kara on. Kara and I are gonna have a new show starting maybe in January. We gotta figure that out, but uh, a little bit of a teaser taster. No spoilers yet, but something that Kara and I are cooking up. That should be fun, and I'm enjoying the Kara season of Cinemakers. Oh yeah, that's still going. That's yeah. that's oh. pickling. Uh, so this episode, I guess if this is coming at the end. It would have just come out on Christmas Eve was our Clueless episode, yeah. which is a true gift to the world because that was because <laughs> Brian, some of these movies are <laughs> fucking dog shit. Like they are just well, bad. I mean, Amy Heckling, she got a couple tough breaks. The studio really gave her the shaft for the a few that, of her movies, the and one it's that just, we just uh, watched, but I'm not recorded yet. Loser, which is coming out on Christmas Eve or New New Year's Eve. It is so. It was. It was like, oh it's, man, you know, like I, 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 I wanted to like throw away television after that. <laughs> I saw Loser like when it came out, it and bad. I don't remember much of it. Loser, I just, no, no, no good. American Pie. There is. Yes, I was gonna say there is a reunion of your yeah. fifth episode or whatever. Yeah, American Pie. Biggs and Kunis, right? No, Biggs and uh, uh, Savari. Biggs yeah. and Savari. But yeah, it's very bad. I considered that song as the theme, a potential theme song, Teenage Dirtbag. No, but we have the right, have the right one. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad you didn't use Madonna's it. Madonna's is better than that. <laughs> but yeah, so check out Cinemakers, check out the Tom Tom Club in January, check out HTML, and also check out Too Fast, Too Forever, and Third Time's a Charm, yeah. you know, my, my podcasts that are ongoing indefinitely. Third time's a charm. It's wrapping up this year. I've only, I'm, man. Not uh, wrapping up this year. What are you talking about? No, wrapping up the year. Oh, I was like, whoa. Oh no, Big it's news not. No, on this podcast. No, no. I mean, I already. I <laughs> I'm got, booked. I got, I got, I got my movies picked for next year and even the year after that. So like, that, that's not going. I'm telling you, this year is coming to a close. Yes. Uh, my show actually lined up with Cinemakers this month very much because over on Cinemakers we covered a National Lampoon's movie and a Look Who's Talking movie, and on my show we cover a National Lampoon's movie and a Look Who's Talking movie. That's organized. So two no, nice. It was lucky. It was. Lucky. It was. <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> serendipitous. The first one got lucky. The second one were just like, all right, and then it turned out to be a Christmas movie. So right, yeah. So that worked out pretty well. So the end of that is coming for this year and then uh i'll just a little tease of starting the next year strong with some star wars so january is going to be star wars if you're listening to this i've been sort of holding on to that episode that was the last episode uh for season one back when there were going to be seasons so uh i'm working on that now and it'll be out in january oh one other thing i want to say is that if you go to cageclub.me on either new year's eve or new year's day probably new year's eve there will be a 
post with the best, not really editor's picks, not like the monthly newsletter where I pick my favorite episodes of the month, but each show, the host will choose their favorite episode from the year. Mm. So if you want to see the best or, you know, the host favorite episode, so Brian, you have to give me your suggestion. Ooh, I don't know. Godfather 3. Party. <laughs> <laughs> that's, not, that's not his show, though. No, but that's mine. I'm just, he was on it. That was, yeah, that was, was fun. So, that was a fun one. <laughs> so there is, you know, we're up to 23 or something shows, whatever, that have, they're gonna have episodes, Twenty, maybe 21 shows that have episodes. So if you want to see the best of each one, cageclub.me the nice. year-end wrap-up that's not out yet but it'll be out by the end of the year i think probably new year's eve awesome out. so on that note guys happy holidays merry christmas shabbat shalom whatever you celebrate happy festivus happy festivus <laughs> and happy new year because yes. we had another great cage club well i don't know that's for you to determine was it a great year in the cage club podcast i think so absolutely uh, you know year. i mean for me Let's just put aside the fact that Nick Cage released seven new movies this year, okay? <laughs> or eight. Almost, seven to eight, okay, depending. We but still like, not yet. It, that is just mind-blowing. Like, if that was it, I'd say that the year was amazing. But, like, you know, all the new shows that we've had and then the strength of the shows that have been coming out, especially in the back half of this year, really, like, really, like, blew me away. Just everyone's work on the network and how seriously they're taking it and how much fun they're having and i mean it's just been so great for me to see this network just grow and grow and grow and really not have to like do too much watering to it like <laughs> like it's taking care of itself in a lot of ways it's just really encouraging a lot of things, <laughs> joey's water joey, joey's got the tap on all the time he won't let me pick up the hose once in a while but you know i just i just love it i just i never would have imagined that it, this is what would have come to be and you know it's still growing and changing and morphing and maturing and evolving and i love it and i can't wait to see you know what happens next year so i'm very excited on that note happy new year guys happy new year Zack attack episode of new year's eve (laughs) (laughs) gotta get that last minute the the movie starring everybody Big Yuletide thank you to Joey Lewandowski and Michael Manzi for taking the time, making the time, to chat about Anna and the Apocalypse. I thought it was a thought it was a great conversation. We had a bit of a spirited debate, if you will. I think we disagreed on some things, but I think we all agreed that it's a good movie. And something we did not get to do that I really want to do is acknowledge the cast and crew by name. See, we recorded it right after we saw it, so I couldn't do my normal research. But, you know, some time has passed, and I did look up their names. So the director was John McPhail, and he should definitely, I think we mentioned it either this week or last week, he should definitely get another project and, like, you know, get some financing to do something awesome. Anna, our lead, is played by Ella Hunt. John was played by Malcolm Cumming. Steph was played by Sarah Swear, Swire. Uh, Chris was played by Christopher Laveau. Nick, Ben Wiggins. Lisa, Marley Sue, I think that's how it's pronounced. Sue or Sue. Uh, who else was important that we wrote down? Oh, the headmaster was played by Paul K. That's the guy from Game of Thrones. So big shout out to all of them, because I think we universally agreed that everyone did an awesome job in this film. So, like, yeah, really appreciate Anna and the Apocalypse. If you guys didn't see it and you listen this far in, go see it. It's still in the theaters, I think, 
And if it's not in the theaters in your area, I'm pretty sure it's going to be on VOD soon. I just, I just have a feeling, you know. I can't wait to see what's next for all the filmmakers and all the actors in Anne of the Apocalypse. And what's next for us? Well, we're going to move in a completely different direction. Next week, we're going to celebrate the new year by chatting about a movie where Rob Schneider and Rachel McAdams switch bodies. Yup, you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about The Hot Chick. Uh, hello? Could you, like, check the oil and all that other junk under the hood? Check this out. Jessica Spencer, she's Miss Perfect. Your life is like a fairy tale. Girl, you the bomb. Kaboom. She's Miss Popular. I'm returning your papers on the Salem witch trials. Even here, that's the only A. That's not fair. She was the only one who was actually there. <laughs> but a curse is about to turn her into... <laughs> a Miss... Her. Girl, you'll be a woman soon. April, I need you so bad right now. How did you know my name? It's me. You stay away from me. I have pepper spray on my keychain. Please, I'm Jessica. I see it? I don't think you get the gravity of the situation here. I'm sorry. Can I see it? Now, she's got to reverse the spell before the full moon end. Or live like this forever. Hello? I should have made love to you when I had the chance. Dude, who was that? I think it was my old camp counselor. This is the story of a girl. Hey, Billy! From Touchstone Pictures. You have no idea what it's like to wake up every morning and have to shave your chin. Yes, I do. When she's... Look good. I am so lesbian right now. Rob Schneider is... Show me what you got. <laughs> the hot chick. That's my man. Scoop. Boy, I don't think so. And our guest next week will be a friend of mine. Well, I guess next year as well, both. Alexa Barikian. Ah, next year. I can't believe it. 2019. Woo, where did this year go? So much great stuff. It was the birth of High School Slumber Party. So we're in, we're not in year two because I didn't start in like January 1st. But we're in the second calendar year of High School Slumber Party. And I'm so excited because we have so many great things planned for next year. Awesome guests, amazing films, some of your favorites. I know not every week we do your favorite because I like to mix it up here. You know, I like to change genres a little bit and definitely change years. But we're going to, you know, we're going to do some good ones next year. I've been saving some favorites, some classics, saving those in the chamber, just waiting, waiting to set them free. And next year, a lot of those are going to be set free. I cannot wait. You know what? All this good feeling and mirth? I think it's time for a toast. Let me get the bubbly. 
Why don't you sit right there? I'll put the TV on. Relax. When I come back, we're going to have some champagne and toast to the new year. Oh, wow. Remember this one from when we were kids? This one's a classic. I'll be right back. Do you think Santa will be home? Of course. It's the North Pole. He's always home. He's uncool. I don't know. Santa seems pretty cool. Who dares cross the Enchanted Forest without my permission? It's me, Herbert, the elf. And this is my reindeer friend. Dude, you got a huge zit on your nose. Hey, that's not a pimple. That's my nose! Sick! We're here to see Santa. Dude, you're an elf. Why aren't you working double time? Christmas is just around the corner. I wanted to be a dentist. But dentist school is mad boring. I miss my days in elf high school. Dude, I loved high school. That's why I never left the North Pole. Do you know what they say about elf high school? What? I get older. The elves stay the same age, am I right? Well, we're sort of immortal. Ho, ho, ho! Who goes there? Santa, it's me! Welcome back! Hey, Santa, we were just reminiscing about high school. High school? It's been a long time since Santa was in high school. Still, I can't help but think that I might have peaked in those years. Has Santa ever told you about the time he threw the winning pass in the state semifinals? Yes, yes Santa. Santa. Santa, we have a favor to ask. Well, there aren't enough high school Christmas films. We were wondering if you could gift us with another. Ho, ho, ho. It's going to take Santa a long time to find another high school Christmas film. Probably a full year. In the meantime... Have you listened to High School Slumber Party? What's High School Slumber Party? It's a wonderful podcast about high school films. You can find it on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, and at cageclub.me. So cageclub.me? But of course! Ho, ho, ho! I heard they're going to cover some classics next year. High School Films. High School Films. Everybody loves a high school film. Sorry, I had to shut that off. I'm getting really sick of Christmas music. Can't wait for 2019, am I right? Jesus Christ. <laughs> so just grab a glass, and let's raise them for a toast. To all you slumberers out there, and to all the great movies we're going to be chatting about next year, Happy New Year. Cheers, guys. Oh, and don't forget to leave us a review or tell your friends. Remember, that's the best way you can spread the word about High School Slumber Party. Later, dudes!
You're getting sick of that crackling fire sound effect, aren't you? Me too. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.